Rap Parenting. Joe Sib here. Here we are. Anea. We're back. We got to give a shout out to uh, our show's producer, Kevin. He is scrambling right now to get Radiohead tickets. He's amazing. Yeah, I'm he's so amazing. impressed by him. I am. I might have to poach him at some point. No, him, bring you cannot. Him over to my office. You cannot take the people that work here <laughs> and, and take them to your office. It was. It's funny having him in here because we started talking about today's topic on the show. We came in here with one topic, and I started telling you about something that just happened to me literally today. Which you're going to share with everyone. Yeah, which I'll share with you guys. Um, I'll just jump right into it. Uh, today's show is about something I, I just went through. I went. I went through it with my son. Where my my son's about to be twelve, and he he's he's just you know I love this dude more than anybody. He's my bro. Yeah. And I hug him all the time, and I you know grab his little head, and you know just kissing him, <laughs> and just just like I've always I done my it. entire life, right? Mm-hmm. We're driving to school this morning, and he's kind of in a mood, and you know I go, "What's up, man?" And you know talking and just doing what I'm always doing. I got the coffee going, the music on, and I can just feel him just like. He, it felt like he wanted to open the door of the Prius and jump out. <laughs> you know, you know when you pick up on an energy like yes. this guy does not want to be around me, and and it it I felt it a little bit here and there, but then you know we've always just been buddies, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do everything together, and I just pried it out of him. I kept talking to him and being cool, not you know not getting angry, because I remember sometimes when I wouldn't talk to my dad. He would just be like, what's the problem here? You know, and I'd be like, dad, I don't know. And then I just was like. <laughs> there wasn't a problem until you started yelling at yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but I, I, but now I respect my dad so much because I know that energy. You know, you're mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm just driving you to school. It's a great day. I'm excited. I love driving you to school. And then I finally got out. I'm like, what's, what's up? And he just unloaded and he goes, you know, what's wrong is you're, you're kissing me all the time and hugging me and it's just, it's too much. And, and all these little nicknames you call me. And, and as he's talking, it was almost like he went silent. And in my head, I was like, it's over. It's done. (laughs) My little boy's gone. I literally was like, he's left the building. Yeah, literally, literally. That's all I could think of. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I even know what light I was at on the way to school. I was like right there. And I mentally took a picture and said, I will always remember this day, you know, March 19th, 2016, where my little guy that I hug and just love so much said, no, enough, back up. You know, I'm, I'm a man now, Mm -hmm. you know, or I want to be a man. Yeah. I got to say, um, you're not so cool anymore, dad. Oh my God. He told me straight up. You're gross. You're gross. You're gross. You got coffee breath. Oh my God. Back up a little bit. And I'm like, and you know what? By, you know, being a dad, I've been told I'm gross enough. Any other dads? Have you guys ever been told you're gross? Did you ever call I get, I get weirdo a lot. Okay. Because I don't know if women are gross, you know. I don't know if no. Mom's I generally gross. think we're, we're not gross, but I, know but wife, I get weirdo. I can get I'm gross. I get it. There's a lot of hair going from different areas now <laughs> in my life that I didn't know. I get the ear hair, and you know, my daughter would be like, "Oh my god!" Like the other day, I had no shirt on at the house, and my wife goes, "Joe, what are you doing? Put a shirt on if you want to have a relationship with your kids." <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, "Are we at that point?" She's like, "Yes." I'm like, "Sorry." <laughs> so today's show is. This moment of time that all of us, and maybe you might say we don't all go through it, but this mm-hmm. moment in time where our little bundles of huggy and love and joy 
are turning into teenagers and turning into people and individuals. And I'll be honest with you, it's, it's hard for me to let go of that whole era. It's like, a, it's, like, it's like my favorite era of a band. Yeah. You know, like I love the first and second Clash record and then later, you know, they made Cut the Crap at the very end. Or, okay, Stones fans, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not a Steel Wheels fan. You're like, you know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're into the early version of the Stones, you but know? But don't you think, I mean, with my children, I always sort of lamented when I, when I you know, the, the, as they move through each phase, right? You're like, oh, but I really liked it when she couldn't pronounce all her words perfectly. It was so cute. Or, you know, it was really sweet when she always wanted to just cuddle up to me or I could rock her on the rocking chair. But what I have found, and because I've got a big span, right, 19 and, and 7, um, I have realized that every stage, as much as I miss the last, brings something new and, and really awesome. But what you're talking about is even, I think, something a little bit deeper than that. And that is watching our kids really move from thinking we essentially walk on water and can do no wrong. And, and, and the kind of, you know, the nice little, you know, hit that we get from that. Like, oh my gosh, I just, I feel so loved unconditionally. Like even when things are sideways with our partners on the day to day, we just know our kids are going to love us unconditionally. So this is a really important time, important, you know, for us as parents in order to help our children, because what, what your son is going through is he's becoming an individual in his own right. And, and in order for him to be able to do that, we've talked about this before, he needs space with, with guidelines, right? So that he's going to be safe exploring, but he absolutely has to have space to figure out who he is. Otherwise, you know, the whole gross thing now is going to become full on resentment if you try to get in the way of his ability to do that. I'm writing that down. It can go from gross to resentment. Okay. I don't right. want resentment. Yes. Yeah. I need to ask this. When we're in this stage with our kids and as much as I'm feeling that energy from them, if can they pick up on the energy from them, from me, excuse me, that I don't want them to change? Can they pick up on this? Uh, I just course. want everything to stay the same yes. forever. And okay, what does that do to the development of a kid? Okay, so so I think that in general, if you and we can even think about it as adults, right? When we're around people, our friends, you know, family members that really dig who we are and give us this sort of space. Not, And I don't just mean like physical space, like they're not on top of us. I mean like, I really dig who you are and they communicate that. It kind of inspires you to want to continue to, you know, be your best. And with our kids, if we communicate to them, like... Uh, I, I kind of don't like the fact that you want to be so independent or that, you know, you don't want me to hug you or, you know, you're developing your own way of thinking or your own taste in music or whatever. They are going to just clam up and find the people that do allow them to be themselves. So if we as parents want to continue to have a healthy, um, you know, relatively close relationship with our kids, even through adolescence, when they really need us to be there in just a slightly different way, we have to embrace that change and not resist it or give them negative feedback or shame them. There's that that word again. Um, otherwise, they're just gonna they're just gonna like remove themselves altogether. And I'll tell you right now, what you're describing is the hardest thing ever. It's like they still need us there to know that we're there for security and only probably mentally, like mm-hmm. subconsciously, okay, I know my dad's somewhere in the in the background hiding, monitoring what I'm doing, but I also want to be myself. Yeah. So you're, you're pushed away. You know, it's the classic thing. Hey, drop me off down the street before we go to school. I haven't gotten to that point, mm-hmm. uh, but I've, I've heard other parents <laughs> say that. Uh, Don't tell me you love me when you drop me off, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that to me is such a balancing act because I'll be honest, 
and I'm going to be totally straight, it, it crushes my ego. Yeah. It just kills me. It's And it's also a trigger for me. I don't know what it is, but I remember with my own dad, you know, we would spend so much time together. And even when I fully dove headfirst into punk rock and was, he was driving me to, sh- I, he would drive me to shows in the Volvo and I'd get out of the car with like a mohawk or, you know, my friends with spiky hair. And, and I, and he'd go, all right. And I would still yell back, I love you, dad. And, and we had, we had that still back and forth. I'm not that yet way with my kids, but I guess what you're saying is that if I maybe pressure them too much to not have this change occur, it goes from gross to resentment. Well, yeah. And in fact, I think that, you know, there was, and I don't know enough about your relationship between you and your dad, but even you describing that, like him dropping you off at a concert with a mohawk, like that in itself says you were being an an individual and he was not only giving you space to be like, okay, I guess if you want to wear your hair in a mohawk and I'll even drive you to the gig that you're going to do. I always joke around after you have kids, you respect and love your parents so much. And I recently told my dad, I cannot believe that Every day, you didn't just just hit me in the side of the head and just scream, "What is going on with you?" He ne- he would let me do literally and look any way that I wanted, and I, maybe that was where huge. Maybe that is the thing that um, I developed with him that relationship where I really did feel that he was allowing me to grow of and be course. who I was. Yes, and now I'm having to do that, and I'm telling you, I'm not good at it. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna you're good. So this is gonna help everybody, and you're gonna be better after this. So I can tell you right now, a lot a lot of parents that are listening. I know I'm not alone because. I talk to parents, you know, at at, at schools or whatever, at the drop off, yeah, uh, and we're all feeling it. So, so that feeling of like, oh, you know, oh no, what's happening? And that in, internal resistance and like the ego thing, all of these things are natural. We're human first and foremost, right? So, so that's okay for for us as parents to be feeling that. What's not okay, or and maybe what I should say instead is the way that we can handle this best, so that we actually get what we want out of this situation, is to a check our egos, which is always a number one rule of parenting. We've right? We've been saying that since the first show. Exactly. I think our first show, you said. Check your ego at the door. Absolutely, because I think that's a number one rule of parenting, which means don't take their behavior personally. It is not about you. It's about them saying, I, I just, I want to be me. I want to figure out who I am, right? And then, um, and in order to, to do that, it means that even when, like, you know, you with the mohawk, your dad could have been like, hell no. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? And instead, he was like, this has nothing to do with me. This is how Joe wants to wear his hair. And, he and used to bribe me, though. That's the only thing. <laughs> Dad, if you're listening, he used to say to me, I remember midterms would come around. I'd want to go see Bad Religion. He'd go, hey, you know that algebra midterm? If you want to go see Bad Religion, uh, B stands for Bad Religion, Joey. And I have to get a B on a midterm. I love it. And, but but it, he was encouraging you was. To, to be a better version of yourself, not asking you to limit your behavior, who you were, to, to suit his needs. And that is a really, it's a real key difference. You know, when our kids start going through adolescence, and this is the second most like intensive time of, of development in a short period of time. So like if you think about the first year of life where, where babies go from being these helpless little lumps to walking and beginning to say words. So adolescence is the next really intense time of what's called individuation, becoming an individual. Who am I? Trying on different versions of yourself. It also, because there's so much growth, think of it like if you have a plant that's been in a tiny little you know pot and has maybe been content there for a while and all of a sudden it's not doing so well, it probably means you're supposed to put it into a bigger pot because the roots that are growing downward need more space if it's going to continue to be healthy. So we need to think about our role as parents is I need to create a bigger, I need to transplant my kid into a slightly bigger pot. 
And, and that is going to preserve a healthy, loving relationship where they continue to communicate with me. They feel like they can discover and become their truest selves. And that I, the, the I love yous are going to continue to flow because they do love anybody that's allowing them to be who they are instead I, of limiting that, yeah. right? Yeah, I love what you just said. The I love yous will continue to flow. Yeah, they yeah. will. That's all. That's all. You know, I think at the end of the day, as a parent, I really want. I didn't realize when I was going to have kids before you have them how difficult this time would be. But I'm also realizing that our relationship with my daughter and with my son is always going to be changing. And if the best of our relationship isn't in the future, and I'm going to always be talking about the past. It's no different than when you and I, I think, interviewed Steve Caballero. And he said, hey, um, yeah, my, my skateboarding was at one level at that point. But I love where I'm at now because mm-hmm. I think my best is in front of me. So I, I have to apply that to being a parent. And I think maybe you know, some of the people that are listening, that's the hardest thing to do is that you got to think about you have all the memories of when they were little. And that you know the photographs and the videos. And, and that's one part of being a parent mm-hmm. that was great. But now you're like, okay, we're going to the next level. You know, maybe maybe the relationship of us, you know, as you're getting older, we're going to talk about different things. Exactly. We're going to do different things together. One of the things that I got to ask you is, you said just a few minutes ago, you still need to be there. Mm-hmm. One of the things you said, got to recap it, check the ego. Don't take what they're saying personal. Personally. Right mm-hmm. there, that is the biggest thing I'm taking from this conversation. I got to learn that. Don't take what they say personal because I do. I, 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 it's... Their journey is their own. Yeah. We have to remember that as parents. And if they can't be comfortable around you, if they can't be comfortable around mom and dad saying like, hey, you're gross. Like if they can't say that to you, Mm -hmm. then, you know, who can they say it to? You know, they got to, they got to try that out. So with that said, now this is something I tend to do is that all of a sudden I want to fix it and have this whole new relationship. So then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm going to, you know, not distance myself, but I'll be further in the background and, and we'll do, we'll do completely different things together. Do you still do some of the things that the old relationship had or the earlier relationship when they were kids? Like, I guess some of the traditional things, like you don't want to, you're not no. You're not checking yeah, out. You're not, I mean, you're not at, checking they out. They need you. They need you. They need us as parents. They just need us in a different way. And I think part of it is, you know, it, so you this just happened this morning, so it's fresh. And so I think the first thing that any of us needs to do when we notice this big shift is like just take a step back, just a step. Not like oh, I'm hands off on this one. Sure, if that's what you want, we'll see how you do without me saying I love you. Like it's not that. That's the ego. Right. Exactly. That's exactly, so the Joe, ego right it. there. Yes. How and do you know my ego? He talks. <laughs> like that to me. Oh, really? You don't want to do that? Well, then I'll drop you off right here. How about I never pick you up or drive you to school? Exactly. So that <laughs> needs to, you know, talk that through with your partner, talk it through with your best friend, talk it through with, you know, listen to Rad Parenting with one of your friends and <laughs> and, and go off. But, you know, so, so, so don't do that, but step back and observe. Like, and you can, I think, in the spirit of continuing open lines of communication and, you know, get ready because there's sometimes going to be eye rolls, but I think it's okay at the right moments to be like, you know what? I heard you this morning or I heard you last week when you said that. And, and you know what? I'm good. I want you to be you. I want, and you know what? I want you to tell me what you need from me. How does this need to be different? We were driving and we had that moment of silence for a while. And as we got up and he got ready to get out of the car, I did say this to him. I go, Hey man, I totally hear you loud and clear. You know, nice. and he goes, really? And he kind of, you know, he kind of looked at me because, and he was like, okay, cool. And then what the next thing was, is I was like, I'm going to go to the barber today and like just trim any ear hair and like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to wear anything lame 
gotta make sure like everything I wear is black already. Maybe no. maybe I switch it. No, no, but you know, no. I mean, just so that he's like, you know, it's for the dads out there, I'll tell you this right now. One thing I'll tell all the dads right now: that shirt that you think is cool on the weekend that you wear, and it's like um, from the one concert you went to like twenty years ago when you didn't have kids, and you still wear that, and you're like, hey, check it out! I got my Offspring shirt on, and I got my my check out these shoes I have, and you think you look cool? You don't. You don't. And and your kids are going to start maybe telling you that it's not because I just dealt with it straight to the face. Okay. You know? And, and I feel like I'm a pretty cool dad, but to your kids. Okay. yeah, And you know, and you know what? And the thing is, you also want to continue to be the real you, Joe, because that's also setting an example. Like, you, I'm going to be me. And you figure out who you're going to be. Like, the thing is, I'm not telling you how you need to be, and, and you're not going to tell me who I need to be. You know? and Because that's an important thing to model. So, so, but I love the way that you, in ending the little drive to school in the way that you did, saying, I hear you, or I heard you, that is going to encourage him to come back and have another conversation and feel like he can communicate openly and honestly with you about how he's feeling. And that doesn't mean there's not going to be times when he's going to come out of his face and you're going to have to be like, okay, dude, you can, we can talk about anything, but you need to do so in a respectful way. You need to talk to me the way you'd want me to talk to you. Because this is really what's developing in their adolescent years is we're no longer just going to be, you always be parent and child to some degree, but this is about recognizing our children as separate whole human beings who are developing in, into adulthood. And, and, uh, and we want them to, we want to do a good job at helping them to be their, their best selves. Yeah. It's funny. Everything you just said. And I, I said this a while ago. I wish I started doing this show 10 years ago. So for people that are listening to it, man, you're learning everything that I'm learning right now. But I, I feel, you know, it's not too late. If you just had a baby, you are on track. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if we need to do that. I love... <laughs> I I'm anyway, not suggesting next that time, you do that. Yeah. And I realized this today. The next time I'm going to be going, oh, what is that? And just kissing yeah. little heads. And all that is going to be when I'm a grandpa. You yeah. Know? I think that's why grandparents are so great. Like I if think If we think they about are. our grandparents, they love the hell out of us because they have just been so starved for all that kissy, huggy stuff. And they also know that at like five o'clock, mom and dad are going to come off. and take you out of here exactly. later. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to Rad Parenting. And thank you so much for this sh show today, Anaya, because we came in with a whole other topic that we were going to tackle. And we just started talking. And I really felt that that's how this whole show came together. And uh, it's funny doing rad parenting because when I'm having those moments with my son where it's not going well or having those moments with my daughter or anything, mm -hmm. there, there's times where I'm like, how – I feel so like, how can I be hosting a show called rad parenting when I'm like literally in the – it's like it's like the alcoholic <laughs> hosting uh, a show about not drinking and then I'm just <laughs> drinking beers while it's going on. Like just so, oh my God, I'm blowing it. But the best thing about doing this is I learn something every single time I do the show with you. I want to I thank all the people happy. for listening. Mm -hmm. um, and um, do us a favor, uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Go to iTunes. And most importantly, what do we need? We need a review. Yes, please give us reviews. If you like what you're hearing, if you find it helpful, especially, which is what, what our hope is, um, yeah, but like put it down. I mean, two sentences, one sentence, anything, we'll take it. Seriously, we really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bogue. And we'll see you guys next week. Late. Late.